Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of you presenting Jura. I'm Stu Within. Joining me always, Mr. Christopher Glasson. How are you, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, it's Friday, isn't well, it? Well, do you know what I say? It's Friday. <sighs> like, it's, it's, you know, it's it's the weekend and it's... But I've got to go to work till fucking four o'clock tomorrow morning, so... It's the weekend. That must be really just... Oh man, I'm kind of like. There's part of me that misses the 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 you know the, the late night club PR stuff that we used to do, and there's another part of me that's like, no, fuck that. Like counting money, counting cash at four a.m. is just like oh, it's just too much for me now. Yeah, it's the nights and when you're, you're not what, counting cash at four, at four yeah. in the morning that are really bad nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that, you're home by eleven then, going, what went wrong? <laughs> Why do I have to close the club? Um, yeah, man. So you've got a nice long. Day. So what's in the what's in the runnings for this weekend? You doing anything exciting? Uh, I'm going to Norfolk. I'm going to go down to Norfolk mm. and uh, and see my. Uh, my you got fam down there. We've got some fam down there. Yeah, so uh, going to go and uh, meet up with brother-in-law, who's uh, a fellow van lifer. So we'll be talking camper right. vans and, and and all that nonsense. But um, well, look, before we get on with uh, introducing today's guest, should we talk about our sponsors? Nah. Let's give him a skip this week. Well, I, I guess we I'm can't, jump we can't do in. that, can I, we? I'm going to jump straight in with um, with the uh, the Say What podcast because it's back. Yeah. There's an episode out this oh, week. It's, back. Uh, it's been on hiatus whilst um, host Big Papa Jay uh, has been recovering mm-hmm. from uh, from a little op. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back. Um, he's as ridiculous uh, and as offensive as he's ever been. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd encourage you all not to listen to that podcast because it's, it's substandard at best. But um, <laughs> but they do pay for us to say that it's good, so uh, I guess we should say that it's good. But um, I'm sure a lot of yeah. you have listened to it and, uh, and unsubscribed already. But if you haven't, go and have a listen. The Say What podcast, hosted by Big Papa Jam and Torres T. It's available wherever you get your pods, and there is a new episode out now. Who else, mate? Yes, mate. Well, we've got we got. They've recently had a name change uh, for legal reasons. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing weird. <laughs> he's been banned and he's on a few registers. So now he's marketed as Southern Martial Arts. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we've got Ranchy Simon James. Um, I actually recorded with Simon the other day on his uh, his new podcast, that he's Leon and Sy Solve Nothing. Mm. 
and we did uh, we we talked about Alzheimer's and it was it was great. It was a really it was a really wonderful chat with with the with the pair of those uh, legends. But of course, he also sponsors this podcast for his uh, his his different academies uh, for martial arts. You can basically become a teacher. He will he will tutelage under his tutelage. You can fast track your way to becoming a karate instructor. Um, and now he's even he's in the moving into Essex now, so he's got new territories. So that that the the Cobra Kai organisation is expanding now into Essex. Knocking on the door, my so fucking manner, isn't he? <laughs> he? He really is. So there's going to be some territorial dispute, disputes, no doubt. Um, yeah, so you could, well, I mean, like you can just learn self-defence. He's actually just thrown a few dates out at us for the next uh, self-defence class, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. So hopefully you guys can make that. That will be in Essex. Um, and Simon uh, plans, to, Simon, how, how official was that? Si plans to open it out to both men and women this time. Because I'll be there. And I'll be able to just blast through any of the women learning. He's had to bring some guys in so that they can take me yeah. on. I'm sure there's a few misogyny complaints now. Uh, Jessica Reed is typing in furiously. How dare you say that? Uh, but no, no, he's opened it up to men and women uh, this time, which will be brilliant. The last one, which was de- dedicated to women's self-defense, was went down really well. Um, and I think he's going to open that out now. So there's a, you know the opportunities for, 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 the, for the guys to get involved, which is exciting. And I'm looking forward to doing that. So yes, yeah, Southern Martial Arts. And we'll t- obviously, if you want to go and find out more, you're probably already following him, but we will be ha- have that all tagged out on the on the episode artwork and, and the likes. More, more, so there you have it, mate. More importantly, is tutor, tutorage a word? Tutelage. Tutelage. I don't know. There's a fucking WhatsApp group. But I, I saw a WhatsApp group earlier. And it just said another criticism alert. So I haven't bothered reading it because I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to learn. No. I'm here to teach. No. But yeah, I've obviously said something stupid. So I wouldn't be surprised if tutelage isn't. isn't I, a word, I, I don't think you will ever. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the mayor of London, Amir Khan, was the best, I think. Like, <laughs> that takes some beating, mate. But, um, who did you say? Oh, Ken Livingston was phenomenal in Sexy Beast. That's spectacular. Like, because I can see where you was going with it. Like, but it was just so off the fucking mark. Well, I don't know. Like, me and my mum have both, I just mix up work names. Like, even some of my best mates when we were like, at college, Mark would be Tom, Tom would be Scott. Mm. Makes no no real sense. Yeah. I, I don't know how, what my brain does in those uh, instances, well, but yeah, I mean that's me covering up for just being a, like, like obviously stupid. Yeah, yeah. and I mean so, what yeah. you need in these situations is someone that can handle a bit of PR and uh, and <laughs> oh. cover up uh, your 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 endless reams of nonsense. Um, yes. Today's guest, Rich Lee. Hello. Hello, mate. Thank you for having me. It's lovely listening to you two chat. Just, just, I could, I could listen to that forever. Honestly. I feel like I have. <laughs> good to see you both. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Very well, thanks, mate. Nice. Very well. And, uh, We're discussing that you, you, you just finished. I think you, you done what, a gym session this morning, yeah. and you was in a rush. Gym session so this morning. Switched. I was in a rush. I was, I was wearing a vest, and I thought, listen, can I do it to the poor folks? Can I, uh, you know, can I bring a wife beater to the, uh, you know, to the podcast? And I probably shouldn't. So. Yeah, sorry for being a few minutes late, guys. Oh no, it's absolutely fine. It's just uh, 
just got the image of you in a uh, in a wife beating out for the whole podcast. <laughs> I mean, listen, Chris. Afterwards, I'll bring it back, right? And we can stop amazing. Thank you. <laughs> amazing. And so, Rich, you, you reached out to me um, about your podcast, which uh, the starting line, which we will talk about um, as this podcast unfolds, and uh, and and we got chatting, and, and I was like, look, you should you should come on here and uh, and, and pick a top five. And, uh, and I'm aware that the top five, um, working in, in, in the world that you work in, you, you come at us with a top five, which seem really good. But in light of what's been going on in the news lately, uh, it, it, as you said, it, it felt in a little bit of bad taste to kind of yeah, go there. I wanted, I wanted to do celebrity scandals. Like, I think the slap is still one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, all the, everything that kind of built up around that, I think it spoke to celebrity culture in a really weird way and, you yeah. know, how we all kind of digest that. Um, yeah. So I thought, right, celebrity scandals, that's funny. But then in my in my research, research bloody Googling, um, and obviously everything I remember, it was all just horrible. It was, and again, in light of things that are going on right now, and, you know, it's, it's allegations, not convictions, right? So, you know, yeah, yeah, say yeah. that. But um, I just thought we can have more fun than that. You know, I can go down a sillier path. So, yeah, I, I got in touch with you. I mean, I've listened to you two for years, um, you know, on and off, obviously, with uh, it's starting with the drunk casts. Um, so, Pitt was one of the first podcasters I, I really kind of listened to every week. Um, and yeah, about 10 years ago, I got it into my head. When did he start? When did the distraction pieces start? Oh, God. Like, it would have been about, about then, right? te- yeah, it would have been about, I reckon he's been going for, he must be going for eight years, Stu. Like, we've I, been going I, for like I, I six, think, right? I think about eight or nine years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I came into podcasting as many people did with Gervais. And, yeah. um, and then I guess everybody talks about cereal, don't they? It's bringing it, you know, to, to the mainstream, yeah. you know, to, to kind of more yeah. popular culture. But, you know, Pitt was one of those first kind of serialized at slash, you know, every single week podcast. Yeah. Um, and the guests he got were phenomenal. So um, listened all the time. And then you two pop up uh, <laughs> one Christmas, I think Sorry. it was. No, I loved it. Um, Just drunkenly and- stumbled into his podcast, didn't we? See- <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a brilliant intro to you. So um, it's, it's funny that now we're chatting, but I reached out to you because I started this new podcast and we are six episodes in. Um, so released every Monday. It's an interview podcast, much like Pips. Um, I guess it is talking to my upbringing a little bit, which was a pretty shit one. Um, I think everybody hears me speak or looks at me and they think, right, that's another straight white bloody male in the 30s with a podcast. <laughs> it does MMA. Like, we need more of those. <laughs> um, and and I, do you know what? For a long time, I didn't do it because of that. I wanted to do this 10 years ago, you know, I wanted mm. to to get into this because I believe podcasting is the most beautiful medium. I think it's, mm. it's so, um, it just brings you along and it feels really intimate, not in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, feel, yeah it just feels like such a brilliant way you, you can edit it yourself. You know, I've, I've worked in PR for 15 years, so I've seen thousands of broadcast interviews and I feel like very few actually do justice to the topic that they try to mm. try to speak to. So I think podcasting does a great job of of that. So yeah, I wanted to do it for ages, but again, you know, you put all these blockers up. I don't want to talk about my past. I don't want to talk about my family, I, you know, because they're all still here and bless them doing, you know, doing as, as well as they can. You know, I don't want to, you know, I feel like oh, I can't speak to that. Oh, I'm just another, as I say, you know, I joke, but I'm just another straight white bloke that, you know, thinks this is a good idea. And then <laughs> it sounds like a weird clan, but somebody introduced me to Comedy Dave um as in um off of the radio one chris moore show um this is about a year ago and and 
you know, speaking to him, he runs a production company now, really successful one. Um, you know, lovely, lovely guy, gave me a good amount of like, you know, gave me his time, and it was, it was, I was really grateful. And he said, Rich, do you ever walk into a library and think, right, that's it, we're finished, we've done it, we've completed books? <laughs> All right, well, no, obviously not. He said, so it's not about the podcast, it's not about the book, it's about, you know, the quality, the audio quality, the quality of guests, your, you know, the quality that you can bring to it. And he said, you'll find an audience. And it really, stuck with me and you know i've told him i owe that man a pint i haven't met him up, I haven't met up with him yet but you know just for kind of giving a bit of confidence to saved yourself six quid then mate. Oh, <laughs> is, is it as much as that now in london jesus probably, See, I'm, probably. I'm, in, I'm in gloucester where you know it's, it's <laughs> ciders 50p is fine uh, <laughs> um so yeah it's uh it's one of those things i've wanted to do for a long time i'm really proud of what we're doing i'm bringing successful people not always famous but you know some um people that are they're doing well in their chosen thing and just speaking to them about who they are, why they are, who they are. I think that's the most fascinating thing for me is I broke a cycle. I'm very aware of that. Um, and rarely do people do that. You know, if, yeah. if I, you know, it was, you know, lots of, lots of my family members being in and out of prison, you know, there, there are drugs. It was incredibly violent, you know, so lots of kids don't break out of that. You just repeat the cycle. Mm. So, you know, for yeah. me, I was like, okay, well, I know that I think differently and almost I want to surround myself with people that do think differently or, or even just get into their heads a little bit, just understand them. And, you know, what are your motivations? What are your drives? And the wonderful thing and I've, I've recorded 12 now, I think. Um, so I wanted to do 12 first series, basically practice, you guys are pros at this. You know what you're doing, but practice, get used to it, and then probably do video next uh, next time. Because I, I go and I interview every guest individual, you know, in person. I just think yeah. it's you know, it's, it's if I can, it's a nice way to do it. And because I run a PR agency, right. I've got some flexibility yeah. there to do that. So yeah, yeah. wonderful, wonderful guests we've had. Like Levi Roots was amazing. You know, I, I didn't realize he'd been in prison like three times, and you know, he's, yeah, I, I I didn't. I had no idea, you know, and and he. You know, he spoke to that quite powerfully. Um, you know, we've had James Cracknell, um, OBE, we should probably say, you know, he's um, <clears throat> one of the most single-minded people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, you know, and I, I met with a guy called Mike McCarthy last week um, who started something called the Baton of Hope. I don't know if you saw it. It's a, no, um, no. So it's a big suicide prevention campaign. And um, his, uh, right. you know, his son, um, Ross, took his life uh, a couple of years ago. And... I guess, you know, grief has no timeline, nor does it, you know, kind of uh, spare anyone. But Mike's doing a fantastic thing by bringing people along with him on this, on this campaign. And a lot of famous people carried that baton. They did. Mm. They really did. And, and a lot of people touched by, and a lot of normal people too, that were touched by suicide. Mm. And, you know, I've sadly had that in my, you know, my life too, um, very young. So I think, yeah, you know, there's, there's just these incredible stories, um, you know, like Marnie, um, Swindles from The Apprentice. She was great. You know, was, again, she powerful story. Her, we didn't actually speak specifically to this because she asked me not to. It's just been out in the press, but I think it's quite hard to keep bringing it back up. But her, her father passed away in front of her when she was eight, and you know, she lived in a in a small caravan with her mum, and not basically the most again super driven. And you know, the thing that unites all these people, like in, on a lighter note, Hayley Parsons, um, founder of Go Compare. So she's worth about a bajillion pounds. Um, and, you know, she she said, yes, I did create that ad to be the most annoying ad in, in on television. So it's nice now that we've got some clarity around uh, <laughs> around that. But, you know, she she speaks to it as well. It's, it's passion. It's, it's obsession. 
Now, mm. what I'm going to be talking about today will sh- will show you how obsessive I can be about PR. And that for me was, I came into it as a 20 year old. I'd been a personal trainer before that. Um, recession came along. I was, as I said, I, I had my first kid when I was 18. Um, so moved out of the council house into my own little tiny place with this, with this little baby. And we, uh, you know, made do, but I was a PT. Um, Time got quite hard, quite quick from, you know, from yeah. 2008, 2007, 2008, because um, you're an expense. You know, personal training, 30, 35 quid an hour at the time. You know, I don't know what it is now, but you're expensive. And people were like, yeah, you, you know, you're a, you're a privilege. It's a luxury good. It's a luxury thing, right? So, you know, that went away. So I was like, shit, I've got a, I've got a baby. You know, I need to yeah. make a living. So I found my way into PR through a job ad in, in the newspaper. And I was, I was just desperate to prove myself absolutely desperate and for me that was i'm going to learn everything i could possibly learn about this i'm going to know every agency every person every campaign and um how quickly how do you want me to get into the top five how does it your guests normally do that well uh, i'd, I'd suggest on, tell us what your top five is going to be today yeah, and then we'll just jump so, straight in brilliant. Yeah. so the top five today we're going to be doing the top five pr stunts fantastic and amazing pr stunts it's, it's one of those things where it gets banded about, uh, you know, this celebrity, this PR stunt over here, you know, this politician, that's a PR stunt. I think what I mean when I say it and what we mean in the industry when we say it, it's, it's provocative marketing to get eyes and ears. Basically, it's you know, how are we going to take this brand or this client or this person and make sure people know who the hell they are. And there's uh, so I've got a list of, of five other people's. I'm going to cheat a little bit today if that's okay. I've got a list of five other brands and agencies work, and they're one of our own, uh, okay. one that we did at my PR agency, Radioactive. So um, as I say, I got into PR in 2008. And one of the first things I saw, I think it was 2009. So this is number one, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so the, is this your favorite one or is this your... So uh, it's... Uh, is there a... Is it best to worst or anything no, like that? No, no, uh, no. It's in, just... In the uh, no. There's there's no order except for the order in which cool. I, I guess I wrote them down. But this, yeah. this yeah, one is the one that made me think, I can get paid to do this? <laughs> what the... What? <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot, right? You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm... Is, is You're in good company, you know, mate. Oh, That's shit. disgusting, Stuart. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I am... Um, I just think I love stupidity. So recently we started working with Forged, so Conor McGregor's um, Irish Stout. And uh-huh. the brief is basically silly men. I'm like, right, got it. I am a silly bloke. I can help with this. Um, yeah. So uh, actually, yeah, we've got a, got a party next Thursday. You two should come. Oh, uh, God, I'd, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. Well, I'm well, on well, an anti-carb diet at oh, the moment. Oh, no. But, uh, well, listen, just... Does forged count? You know, does, does alcohol count? <laughs> it's it's probably a load of iron in it, right? Let's say so yes. It's, it's good Let's to be say a, it's good yeah. for you. Um, yeah. All right. So I saw this this stunt. Um, so YouTube game, right? Me too. Um, uh, in terms of video, video, board games, computer video games, games? Video games. Oh, so, I love them. I don't. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah. No. Resident Evil. It's a classic. Oh, it's, it's literally my favourite game of all time. Are you joking? No, no, no I'm not way, joking. No way. Mm. So... Resident Evil 2009, Capcom did a stunt. And this is the thing, as I say, I saw it and I was like, I've been in PR maybe six months, 12, you know, a year. I was like, that's incredible. They put a load of realistic body parts all over London. And basically the gig was, 
whoever comes back with the most body parts. So we're, we're talking severed arms, <laughs> you know, heads, like really realistic looking. Um, so they hid them all around London um, in you know, behind bins and, and all this stuff. Um, and they said, um, I can't remember which Resident Evil this was for. Um, I have it open here so I can, you know, quickly double check. Uh, Resident um, Evil 4 It was five. Uh, Resident five. Evil 5. So this was March 2009. Um, and actually, I made a really, really good friend off the back of this stunt because I messaged them and said, holy shit, I loved it. Um, and still <laughs> friends today. So, yeah, they, they scattered all these body parts around. And the person that brought the most back would get a trip to... I think it was somewhere in Africa, like an all expenses paid. Oh, yeah. Because right. Resident Evil 5 was based in Africa, mm. if memory serves. And, you know, it got a ton of coverage because, as you'd imagine, you know, right, body parts, realistic looking. They sent photos, so the Guardian, Telegraph, et cetera, Sky News, whatever, covered it. Um, it was handled by, as I say, my friend Matt Muir. And he, uh, he had a, a rabbit up his sleeve. So, yes, it got all that coverage. But then... Mm. In PR, we do this thing where we try and we try and go for a one-two. So if we can get that coverage, brilliant. How do you squeeze it more? Because it's clear that it's newsworthy. Yeah. It's clear that the press like got it. traction. Got traction. Yeah. Twenty-four hours later, we haven't found all the body parts. We're we're really really worried that somebody's gonna, some kid's going to happen upon this. Basically, can you you know it's not where we left it. Can you help us? So of course, then the press cover it again. So <laughs> all of a sudden, this this stupid stunt that you know is to promote a video game is everywhere. And I mean, there have been some phenomenal video game stunts over the years. Mercenaries put 20 grand behind a petrol station um, and just said, right, you wow. can come, you fill up, you got a foot. Damn it, I'm doing more than five. Uh, you know, <laughs> I told you I'm obsessed That's about fine. this stuff. That's fine. Um, you know, put 20 grand behind a petrol station, you know, you fill up and it caused bedlam in, uh, you know, wherever that was. Um, and it was all, I mean, that one was, that doesn't make the top five because it was so lightly related to the game. It was like, well, it's about it's a game about war and wars all often fought over oil and gas. Oh, and and right, I was like, yeah, guys, yeah. come Quite on. Tenuous. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that Resident Evil stunt just blew me away. I was like, actually I can I can earn money for thinking up shit like that. Cool. And making yeah. it happen. Um yeah. and it was That's such a cool it's a, such a good way of putting it, Rich, as well. Like how you know what you do within the, the realm of PR. Um, I think Stu would be really good at that. I think well, he Coming does it, obviously, for his music. But yeah. yeah, yeah, man. He'd be really good at it. Yeah. I think, that's, um, I mean, but... Stu, let's talk. <laughs> the the, the one sure that I, I, I saw, um, there's two that, that I've seen that have blown my mind. Um, and one I think I've mentioned to you a few times on this podcast over the years, Chris, was um, in, in uh, the subway in New York, all the digital boards literally was just close-ups of faces yawning. And then there was cameras filming everybody in rush hour. That's brilliant. All yawning because it's so That's... infectious. And then when mm. every, at the height of it, when everybody's literally standing there, you just constantly yawning, they come out with their new coffee. And, That's uh, so good. <laughs> Do you remember who it was? No, no. It's on YouTube. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, 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 I often sort of go back and go, that's fucking genius. And uh, and the other one was my brother um, used to run a, a, a clothes label. He used to run it in Australia, a clothes label called Scotch and Soda. And uh, and, and they're, they're, they're based in Amsterdam. And, uh, and when they opened a new store in Amsterdam, someone went round all the bikes in Amsterdam and just put a little tag on it just saying oh, I saw you earlier park your bike up I thought you was really pretty would you like to meet up uh, 
I'll be here. And it was the new store. And literally everybody was turning up on their bikes to <laughs> see who phenomenal. they were going to see. And it was the Do you know what I love store. about that is? It doesn't, I always say good consumer, especially because PR is a big, broad thing, right? You've got corporate PR, you've got, you know, I don't really dabble in that. You know, I've, I've done bits and pieces, but I think, again, you you know, we've been speaking for half an hour now. You, you, you probably get a measure. I'm not a suited and booted kind of guy. I don't, I don't want to go into, you know, some bank and, and talk about regulation. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not for me. I, I want to be at the, the blunt end of it, kind of having fun and, you know, getting, getting eyeballs. And that's just the main thing. But what you, that, that one there, not the digital one, that would be quite expensive to do possibly, but the um, the, the second one, it's low budget. Mm. It's just a good idea. Creativity is, that's what I think appeals to me is, you know, I'm I'm as good as my imagination, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. the wonderful thing. So that there, um, so did your brother think that? That one up. No, 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 no. Oh. He uh, he was just telling me about it and I was like, that's absolutely genius. Oh, I see. Like, I see. So, um, yeah, just just a really, really nice campaign. Absolutely. Um, so. Number four, Rich. No, number four. Oh, we I did what? So, all right. So that was five. Resident yeah. Evil, Capcom, five. Yeah, yeah. Four. But I've got to say, just back on that, that Resident Evil one is just fucking amazing, Rich. And uh, yeah. I, there's definitely... I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to have participated in that. <laughs> I think that was the thing is, like, you know, mates just got together and participated and it yeah. was fun. I mean, I think that'd be done very differently. Now you'd get, you know, mm. we, if I was doing that, I'd probably have some influencers filming themselves doing it. You know, mm. it, it would... Yeah, social now is completely different to what it was in 2009. Um, social now is completely different to what it was five years ago, right? So, um, you know, it it would be, um, I think you could get greater impact now. And it's not even, it's not the, it's not even the best, but for me, it was the one that made me think, right, this is a career that I think I can have fun in. And, you know, they, um, it's, it's not all like that, of course, you know, lots of campaigns, lots of clients are a bit less sexy than that, but you know, yeah, yeah. You, I was like, right, okay, exciting. The second one, and it relates to games as well, just a game because um, it was on the list. Game Station. So back in when was it that they did it? Um, so in 2010, so a year later, Game Station revealed that they legally owned the souls of thousands of customers thanks to a clause it secretly added to its own terms. I of remember this. Yeah, uh, the immortal soul clause. <laughs> yeah. and so they reckon that seven thousand five hundred people fell for it, and there was a gift voucher if you if you saw the clause in there that you could have got. But just the, I mean, it it, it kind of um, spiked up again recently, didn't it? There was there was something similar. I forget who it was that did this recently, but the you know the fact is it it speaks to something kind of important that and you know it, it on the cusp of a lot of digital change. So mm. speaks to guys. You, you're just signing up to all these things. You don't know what you're signing yeah. up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, beyond that, I think it was just a really fun way to point some you know, to point some attention towards Game Station, um, which a lot of people won't know. But SEO is a big aspect of PR, and SEO being basically search engine optimization, helping people rank better, being more visible on search engines. Yeah. Um, I won't speak to it for too long because there are a lot of it's. it's 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 needlessly complex. Basically, if we can get links from other sites to your site, then you're you're probably going to rank better if your site's well built. That's kind of a, a quick way of saying it. So, for Game Station in 2010, it got a ton of links to it. It got a ton yeah. of attention, ton of traffic, and you know, I guess it was a bit of a busier marketplace for video game stores. Then, you know, we didn't have mm. PS Plus, we didn't have PS Store, you know, Xbox Store, whatever. Um, you know, it was it was exciting. We were talking about Blockbuster yesterday in the office. 
And, you know, it used to be exciting, didn't it? Do you remember going into a game yeah, shop with Blockbuster and, you know, like, like how we, we, in fact, we were talking about it because we've got a client that we might try to bring a Blockbuster back just for a, just for a weekend, just the experience yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. So we're talking smells. We're that, talking that's everything. amazing. So yeah, that, that, that would be really cool. It's just silly, fun, nostalgic. Kind of, yeah. You know, that's what it speaks to. So, um, yeah, uh, an easier one to describe the game station, immortal soul clause, but again, it costs nothing, but somebody's imagination, somebody went, I reckon I can get us a ton of coverage here. I can get us talk, talked about links to us and, and speak to a, a bigger problem. So, or not problem, but you know, a, bit, a bigger thing that people really should be considering. Yeah, pay atten- more attention to in a funny way, but, which doesn't come across as lecturing. No, that's the thing. And I think, and I think that's a really good way because I think the minute you're seen as uh, talking down or lecturing or preaching to people, people are just like, oh, boring. Oh, and so 100%. they dial out of it. And the other thing that <clears throat> I think good PR does, when you are constrained to um, <clears throat> having basically no money, really, or effectively no money, it, it forces creativity, and that's like art, right? 100%. Movies, uh, movies, uh, movies, and music. Often, you know, people on tight budgets, it forces creative decisions, um, and it's great. Me and uh, Pip for Pip when Pip did, uh, so when Scroobius Pip and Dan Nasak did Letter from God to Man, um, I uh, I was like, why don't we do this? Because I had access to uh, a high tech piece of equipment in my office at the time called a printer. <laughs> so what I did was I got a load of, uh, it probably costs like 50 quid. I got a load of paper that lo- lo- looked old. Um, and what I then did was had Pip write out the letter from God to man. And then I printed that out on my, on my printer at work at the time. And then what we were doing was we were creating letters from God to man and we were just distributing them all around London. And so, you you know, we would just put them just anywhere you can imagine, even in books in like Some were less effective because we uh, we would put them in books in, in libraries. <laughs> Where somebody <laughs> 20 years fucking, later sees it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Exactly. Well, that's... Exactly. Someone will probably at some point go, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, it's probably founded by now because that was a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, that was a really good creative... cost us nothing. It was just a great way of... Getting getting the single out there, which is, I mean, I, get, I was actually going to say about it. You know, the distraction piece is the video itself. You know, that's mm. not. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. The, like you, thousands of pounds was not spent on that video, but it's no, powerful, no. and it, yeah. you can see the creativity in it. You know, you watch it and you think, ah, I mean, Ren recently. You know, looking at look at Ren and High Ren, and you look at that, and I know that there's some, you know, there, there's definitely some production there, but it's super simple. Mm. And uh, hoping to speak to him. Actually, he's you know a fascinating guy. I think yeah, he's, he really is. Um, you know, just I mean, just to blow up like that in this, it, it rarely happens now, does it? You yeah. don't really see people go from. I know he wasn't at naught, but you know, really go to get out to everybody. I mean, I, I think I've probably watched more reaction videos. So I never used to get reaction videos. Do you guys get reaction videos? Like, um, I don't really watch them. I sort of get it, but also like it's not really. I don't. It's not really for me. I, I, I kind of understand the psychology of it for certain, maybe certain personality types of human beings are going to respond very well to reaction videos, i.e. they're very easily more influenced if they can see someone else already responding positively. But if, you're more, if your personality type's more belligerent, 
and you don't care about other humans. <laughs> like me and Stu are dead inside nice. and we don't like humans. Well, so what so you, you should do is you should, you should create a podcast where you speak to people. That's what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you, yeah. when you see Joe Rogan and John Anik and DC mm. just react to a, a, a knockout, a knockout. The fact they're filming mm. that because they know mm. that yeah, that's, that's going to be as viral as the knockout. Mm. Like yeah, just to, gather, very... you know, to, mm. to, to, to gather their reaction. I've just remembered a PR stunt that, that I'd done when you're talking about, um, I've still got that letter from God to Man. Have you? I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, even I've have got a copy. It's, 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 in a, it's in an envelope and it's got letter from God to Man in like black text yeah. on the front of the letter. I've still got that indoors. Yeah. And uh, so we decided, if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Decided we'd do this. This was like my, my band Lilo at the time in the sort of late 90s. We decided we'd, we'd do this sort of campaign saying, who the fuck are Lilo? Uh, and and oh, we yeah. literally sort of bill posted London, and we, it was all to lead up to a gig at Coco. And uh, and what we done as well, the the the, the management company, like uh, the little label, just went look. It was like, what's the budget for this? And and they gave us this little budget. I said, right, I'm going to get five hundred quid, and I'm going to get it in pound coins. And we had these tiny stickers made up saying, "Who the fuck are Lilo?" and the website on the back, and we stickered these pound coins. And and we literally went to every jukebox fruit machine arcade in London and just put like a tenors in each one, uh, just to see where this money would filter out to. And, That's uh, brilliant. 
Yeah, he, I mean, don't absolutely fuck all, but, uh, but <laughs> it was great to have a day spunking 500 quid in pan coins around Camden. That was good. <laughs> be lying if I said quite a lot of that went in the, the till with a good mixer. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was good fun all the same. Again, I guess it's... Oh, sorry, sorry, go on, Rich. I was just going to say, it just oh. does speak to that creativity, doesn't it? It's just, you know, mm. and also, and that, that should be said as well, it doesn't always work. Mm. Was, that's my question right. was going to be like you can be so you must be you must have done some in the past where you're like chef's oh, kiss 100%. this is like a masterpiece and then for some reason it doesn't quite connect and then you're like ah oh, you're all fucking idiots no, see, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm so misunderstood nobody understands my art <laughs> yeah. why do I get that I'm a fucking genius Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Molly woke me up this morning I was just screaming that out <laughs> Well, I've told you before when I when I when I woke Carol up in the middle of the night because I thought I'd discovered the greatest baseline ever and it was going to change our oh, lives. Yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night, Rich, and I was like, "I've, I've just wrote a fucking baseline." What, it's in insane. your head. You just yeah you yeah yeah, just, yeah. I'd, It woke me up. What was it? Um, well, you, uh, you can tell me. Uh, I woke up um, and, and, and I nudged her, and she was like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Listen, listen." Listen, I've just wrote this bass line that's going to be fucking huge. I don't even play bass for fuck's sake. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. and I went, do, 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 do. And she was like, it's my oh. Sharona. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> and like, that's it. I thought I'd written my Sharona in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, not all ideas what are great. What is the best bass line of all time? Billy Jean, is it? What are we thinking? Billy Jean's good. Oh, it's a very Come together is good. Yeah. Be up there, right? uh, uh, if you put that to a vote. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be far off that, mate. Maybe that that bit in um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, chain yeah. skippers down, da da down, da 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 down. All kind of wild side. Yeah. All kind my of wild Really good baseline. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Michael. Right, I'm changing it. My top five anyway, baselines are yeah. <laughs> right. Rich, so, what you got for number three? Number three. Um, I'm gonna take it. Oh, do you know what? I feel terrible because I've got a really serious reflected you know society socially important one here and then i'm gonna fuck it up with with the other one but uh, anyway so we've gone from silly um so calm um campaigning against living miserably um so i'm um, just to ensure that i'm giving it the credit it deserves as a campaign um so it, it, the insight being 84 men uh take their own lives each week that's 12 men every day um say i spoke to somebody the other day that created the baton of hope um for for the podcast and um you know 17 people a day six thousand people a year you know it's um huge numbers but calm um created a, a an incredibly visual stunt it's hard to do it justice where they they um they put was it it was 84 statues of real so yeah, eight or statues of real male suicide victims to stand on top of ITV studio tower overlooking the Thames in the sightline of Parliament. And they'd use each of their real life stories to build content, encourage discussion and understanding across the shows. Um, so they were on, um, you know, they were on kind of all the, the breakfast TV um, channels that morning. And effectively, it was just using mannequins. And did you see this one? Yeah. No, I haven't seen you, this. You, so it is... It must have been the most arresting sight. Obviously, I don't live in London, yeah. but you know, the, the second that I saw the photos, I think the thing with ill mental health is, or mental health in general, it's invisible, right? It's the you know, suicide is it's the invisible killer. We can't, you don't know because people are very, very, very good at masking. 
Um, so you can't see it, but and also it's it's sometimes hard to to contextualize. I think when we talk about something serious like this, you know, it is hard to sometimes put it into put it into words, put it into pictures. Um, and what they did by having these 84 mannequins, um, it was called Calm 84, the campaign, um, 84 mannequins dressed. It's like, okay, well, that looks like a human being. And also, more worse than that, in fact, it looks like a human being about to jump. So immediately you make that connection between, mm. um, you, you make the connection to, as to what it's what it's trying to say. And um, the off the back of it, I think, 34% increase in the use of the helpline and a similar rise in contacts to Calm. So... You know, to put things, wow. you know, it wow. was powerful, emotive, um, I think beautiful. If I can be, I guess, so like highfalutin about a PR campaign, yeah. you know, it's, no, I, uh, I think it's just an absolutely wonderful piece of work that, you know, if I was talking about my top five, it's got to be in there. Calm's an incredible. And I am talking about my top five, and it is in there. Yeah. So. With, with, <laughs> with a real, with like real impact that wasn't just like, and you know, I'm, I don't want to marginalize what PR does. Um, like by going, no, it's got real impact because it may save lives. I mean, I think all PR has got mass value. So we in the industry, it's PR, not ER. You know, bottom line right. is, it's very, very rare that you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a marketer. You know, I'm here to make you. I always say, I want you to think something, but I want you to think you thought it. Mm. I don't want you. Inception. To, I'm Kaiser Soze. I'm gone. You don't see me for dust. And, you know, you don't see, I've, I've mopped up my fingerprints, you know, mopped up my footprints. Yeah. You don't see me. But I've been there. Every celebrity you love, every brand you love, everything you, you know, do people love brands? You could argue. You know, but, you know, everything you think has been in some way influenced by somebody like me. Mm. And yeah. that's, people don't like to hear that. But mm. I guarantee if I was to open the Metro today with you and I was to go through every page, I could point out where PR's been. And yeah, absolutely. You know, like people whinge, people want to whinge about it, but they don't really realise when it's people like, oh, fucking hate technology. I'm so shit with technology. Te- oh, technology's useless. And I'm just thinking, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, your whole life is dependent on it. That's it. Um, and I think PR is the same. Like, so um, I've never mentioned it on the on the podcast, which, but I've got a first in economics. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Have you not? And uh, yeah, no, I won some. Yeah. What awards did I win, Stu? I can't remember. Anyway, I won some awards. Go back and listen to any one of the uh, the 516 <laughs> episodes we've done. It's probably a reference you know on most of them. Guys, I'm already, fi- I'm, as I say, I've released six episodes. I've already found it. I'm like, secret, you said that. You said that. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I, I think the thing with advertising is, is you know, there's no uh, almost no such thing as a bad product. It's that your market doesn't know exists. Yeah, and like a lot of the time, like people design have really good, really good ideas, really good designs. I think this can go almost for bands as well. Like I've known, we've put on loads of bands in the past, and some of them were stunningly, they were just great, and they probably just didn't have the best way of getting their music to the market. But the rest of the world to go fucking hell, this See- is. Twice as good as Coldplay, and yet they've never, they've sold twenty records. And I think with a product, it's the same. So without like the ability to know how to match what what idea and what product you've got to the people who actually need it, you're never gonna it's never gonna sell. So it is it is advertising and PR. They're essential. It's, it's, it's they're, important. They're essential for that. It's important. I think you know you see that you make such a good point about art in general. Um, you know, I, I know an artist who, um, you know, he says, I'm not the best by a long stretch, but I'm really fucking good at getting myself out there. I'm really good at getting myself out there and, you know, utilizing the, the kind of, you know, the tools at my disposal. And it's, it's like, well, 
there's an art in that it's you know it's pr is an art it's not a science so speaking to the point of it doesn't always work and you know it doesn't always help get eyeballs or you know get people to put their hand in their pocket or get them to change the way they think but um just i'm, I'm very aware you know when i when i say you know pr not er 95 percent of what we do is you know is um like it, it doesn't blow up you know that's the that's the key thing because it's not intended to you know it's to slide a uh, you know slide a, an expert comment from one of our clients into a piece in the times where they're talking about insert thing here you know it's 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 not yeah, all gotcha. um you know it's it's not all big loud brash um which brings us to number mm, 2 nice link um there's a pizza company very famous in New Zealand called Hell Pizza um, and Hell Pizza are renowned for doing stupid. H E L L. A G L L. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm very Hell Pizza. So, uh, sorry, mate. I'm not saying to piss out how you speak. You know? Actually, now, now saying it back, probably all that. Maybe all our listeners were like, the only person who didn't hear that correctly was you, Chris. No, uh, no, no. Do you know what? As I said, I felt like I said it weirdly. So, no, no, I, I should clarify. It's fine. We'll pop um, some subtitles up on that, mate. I ain't really understood a word you fucking said all day. Gloucester's too far away for us, Mitch. It's all right. Do you know what, what is he saying? Yeah, it's the, there is a West Country twang, you know, and, you know, I kind of like it. I used, I used to think, oh, God, I, you know, because I've worked in London for a bit and, and all that. I thought, uh, where people were like, is Gloucester up north? It's like, no. Do I sound like I'm from up north? Uh, no, I, I sound like I really... Uh, you know, cheese rolling. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Maccabee used yeah. that in one of their music videos, and uh, they literally their music video was just footage of cheese rolling. And, really? uh, it's fucking fantastic. It's madness. It's stupid. You know, I'd never do it, but you know, people around here do. Um, We've done such a good job of derailing what was actually quite a nice link into this <laughs> number two. That's why you so smoothly yes, brought it into number two, and then I was like. Uh, spell hell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, that's that's why I love podcasts. That's honestly because can you imagine doing this on BBC <laughs> Breakfast? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You really can't. Uh, um, so hell pizza, renowned for stupidity. So I like them. Mm. Uh, they had an Easter themed pizza, and of course, it's all just to get people through the door. And I'm sure mm. lots of people didn't order the Easter themed pizza, which was rabbit. It was rabbit meat. On pizza, which again, I was speaking to a Kiwi friend of mine. And they said, "Oh no, it's quite a common, you know, quite a common meat out in New Zealand." Mm. Um, but uh, they had this one, and to promote it, they had a billboard made entirely of rabbit pelts, and it spelled out "Hell Pizza," you know, with the, the <laughs> gaps in the rabbit pelts. Oh, and the know. the message on the billboard was, you know, "Hell Pizza," Easter, you know, Easter pizza made with real rabbits, just like this billboard. <laughs> and I. I, I won't make any friends by saying this, but I've upset Peter a few times in my life. And, um, <laughs> and um, lots of marketing campaigns do. I think they're really mm. good. You know, it's all PR to them, isn't it? They're very, very good yeah. at mm. jumping on something and making it about yeah. them. So, of course, yeah. they got very yeah. upset about this. Of course, yeah. They, yeah, I, yeah. obviously, as soon as you started saying it, I was like, yeah, that's going to Of course, it's going to be a massive blowback. I mean, I've done a lot yeah. of work with Paddy Power over the years. We've done some stupid shit and uh, had some fun doing it and, you know, upset some people along the way. I think, you know, good PR speaks to, to, to the audience you want to speak to and not necessarily, you know, ignoring all others because mm. actually you don't want to ignore all others because just like this, Hell Pizza only became more famous the second, it's that, bar, it's that Streisand effect, isn't it? The second that Peter came along and said, you know, damn you, this is horrific, just to insert themselves into the story, 
it only gets bigger. So yeah, yeah. I think again, relatively low budget, you know, billboard, most people don't know, but you know, for a day, rarely pick them up for a day, but you know, you're talking hundreds of pounds for, you know, for a day on a billboard, maybe, mm. um, you know, a couple of grand for a couple of weeks, you know, that's kind of how, how it works. So mm. God knows how much they paid for that billboard, but probably not a lot. Rabbit pelts. Well, it's, it's waste. So, you know, I'm, I'm, don't I don't doubt that that was inexpensive. It was yeah, I don't creativity. suppose they just went hunting rabbits <laughs> just for the build. <laughs> no, exactly. So it's, do you know what? I had an idea recently that I don't think we're ever going to get to do. So I'm going to tell you on here. So it exists at least in the world in some way, shape or form. And that is we work with an online dog retailer. So not a dog retailer, they don't sell dogs. They sell <laughs> treats and collars and leads gotcha. and things like that. So Fetch, it's called Fetch Club. And they... um this year marks 30 years since Jurassic Park came out. And wow. that's mad to me. I remember that was the first yeah. film I ever went to watch. Um, what a first film. It's a, yeah, it's banging. It, it's, it's been downhill since. Uh, but I, actually, I took my brother the other week to um, to go and watch it for his birthday. Um, you know, nostalgia and all that. It was in 3D. It, was, it, it stands up. It really stands up. It's quality. But um, I wanted to, you know, Dear Antlers, they they shed so they're, they're dog yeah. they're, they're, you know dog chews people sell them for dog chews so this this brand fetch sell the antlers and other things and I thought wouldn't it be funny if you could sell a fossil or like sell a, a dinosaur bone or something so I googled <laughs> and I found a place where you can buy woolly mammoth tusks no actual legit woolly mammoth tusks like Fuck so, off. so basically no serious serious so <laughs> and not and not ridiculously expensive either i'm talking like hundreds thousands you know so maybe like 200 quid 300 quid or grand for a fucking big one um for you can a get mammoth tusk from a, a woolly mammoth tusk yes i promise you i'm not shitting you uh, are you getting ri- are you getting ripped off here rich is this a bit like <laughs> when uh, napoleon dynamite's uncle bought that time traveling machine and he had to connect it to his nuts and it just electrocuted him. Is that like, are you just buying uh, random shit off the internet? When we, when we finish this, mate, I've got some magic beans I can sell you. I can yeah. do you a right good <laughs> deal much? on them, bro. Yeah. How much? Do you know what, guys? I know, I know you're taking the piss. I'm going to send you the link. Right. If so it's I'm 200 gonna... quid for a woolly mammoth tusk, I'm having one. Right. Then right. Then, so it goes from small fragments to big fuck off woolly mammoth gotcha. tusks. Um, I wanted to sell it as the Jurassic Range or as like a. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, uh, effectively, start that conversation of, like, so, you know, to celebrate, you know, to, to you know, shine a light on 30 years in Jurassic Park, you know, this, this online dog brand is... Um, 
is, is, is now selling woolly, woolly mammoth tusks, dog treats, because that would upset a lot of people. Because they'd be like, this is, what about posterity? What about history? It's like, well, what's, you know, what's the difference between that and it sitting on the desk of some bloke that, you know, yeah, it yeah. looks at every now and then? You know, it's just yeah. like it's, it's just there. Um, and you know, I, I had the images in my head of tiny little chihuahua carrying this bloody, <laughs> you know, the video is already done, but um, turns out they don't want to do it. So there you go, it's, it's out there in the world now. Um, but um, so Hell Pizza got a load of uh, you know, a load of attention. Again, controversy is brilliant in this, you know, in this sense, it was mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive and yeah. it just it's very, very memorable. So um, I, you know, yeah. I think a good stunt should be brilliant and visual. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, you know, I will say it should be explainable in a sentence. I've just used 20. Uh, it should be, you know, it should be visual. It should speak to the target audience, you know, all of these things. Um, so love that one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of these, these, these stunts and I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I spoke to Chris, I'm, I'm sure many times about this, but, um, but our, our, our mutual friend who's uh, the, the, the one man comedy artist, cunt in the gang. Um, he. Uh, I'm familiar with their work. I've got their their book. Um, do you know? I, I can, I've got eyes on it. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, what a book that is as well. Um, and I'm just looking at how he repurposed ad campaigns by stencils and and such. And I think that's quite interesting when you see an existing campaign and you. Well, I guess deface it for your own brand, and he he done a couple, and I won't go into the Jamiroquai one because that was just a can of spray. But he, he said what a lot of us were thinking about JK. But um, but I he, didn't see that one. It, it, sorry, oh, it's fantastic. Can you go into it yeah. just for a second? No, no, he, it. it was just when he when when Jamiroquai first dropped with um, Emergency on Planet Earth. It was just the billboard was a big black silhouette with him with that hat with the mammoth yes, type uh, horns on. Um, and, and cunt drew a massive cock and bollocks on the top of his head. Uh, <laughs> and just underneath Jamiroquai, he just put, he's a retro cunt in massive letters. Um, but that, that, that was, wasn't quite as, uh, as genius uh, as, as some of the other ones. So one that he did do in the wake of the, the terrible passing of Leah Betts to, to ecstasy, um, there was a, 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 a nationwide campaign put together by a dad Um uh, saying basically, and each billboard was maybe sort of fifty tablets in all different shapes, and uh, and that the tagline across the top was which one is the killer, and all in lowercase, but the E at the end of killer was in uppercase, and uh, obviously to highlight the, the the dangers of ecstasy, and and obviously they'd already run the pit, the, the the campaign of her in hospital bed, like you know, as, as on, on life support, which was so stark and, and, and horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was was run out. It was all of these these little t- sort of tablets. I guess were all about a sort of, you know about a, a foot big. And I was walking through Southend, and and I walked under the bridge, and I saw this billboard campaign, and I was like, "Fucking hell, that's that's quite quite powerful." And so I stood and looked at it. Like I say, it's probably like maybe fifty to seventy tablets. And which one is the killer? And then I just looked, and at one of the little round tablets, Cunt had cut out a perfectly round picture of Fred West's head and stuck it on there. 
and he just looked fucking hell incredible. of a builder though hell of a builder <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was decent with a bit of block paving but uh oh, but yeah that 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 was that was superb and um, was, which of these is the killer <laughs> <laughs> okay okay right. i uh obviously being from gloucester that's essentially oh, of course. Knows yeah, it's your manner about isn't it? gloucester, it's, it's cheese rolling off red west that's yeah, the two of course so um yeah, just um, you know, seamless plug for the pod. Then I'm trying to bring some really good people up. So we've got a UFC fighter from Gloucester, um, Christian Newar Duncan. Uh, he's oh, just you know, yeah. he's, he's had a couple of fights. Um, lost his last one by points, but that was his UFC back. debut, wasn't he? I was I was cage side for that. His 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 first fight was UFC. That was the one where um, oh no, like, the first fight was got like forty stopped, seconds, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Christian like, Christian's a phenomenal, he's a, a phenomenal big boy. fighter. Cage Warriors middleweight champ. Um, you know, Excuse defended. me, she. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to, to that point, so people like Christian, we got a boxer called Shabir Hadery, undefeated pro boxer, um, fled Afghanistan age twelve. Horrible story, you know, just blessed. Wow. That's rough stories, you know. So um, he's been on the pod, um, and Christians is coming out on Monday. I just want to shine a light on Gloucester in a positive way because I think you know provincial cities, you know, it's like they all kind of out of town places. Um, I love how people speak about Essex, for instance, right? It's there's like a pride, isn't there? No, there is, like, you know, like in, in Essex, everybody seems quite, you know, quite proud. And I'm like, why haven't we got that? You know, why why do we have mm. this kind of you know such a negative attitude? So I'm trying to bring it. There's very similar, similar similarities between aspects of Gloucester. I, I dated uh, uh, one of my first loves, uh, was in Cheltenham. Oh, no way. And I, yeah, yeah. And I, so I'd have to posho. travel there. <laughs> But she was a posho. <laughs> uh, but I travelled there, and actually, her best mate was from Gloucester. So I would come. I would go between the two, yeah, and no I saw a lot of parallels between Essex and Gloucester in, in some of our social social dynamics and stuff like that. There's no reason why people can't. I mean, Essex. There's loads of Essex that gets a terrible rap, and we are portrayed a bit funny in the media because everyone just sees us as as like Towie. I get it. I get yeah. it. There's a lot to a lot to a it's place a and a lot to be proud it's of. Horrible. It is a shithole, but I like it. <laughs> is it your shithole though? That's it the is, thing. Yeah, it is, That's unfortunately. It. <laughs> I, I love I love the sense of humour and I love my friends and I couldn't be happier to have grown up around them. Mm. Um But you've moved so, away. Yeah. Oh fuck that. No, I mean Margate is way cooler now. <laughs> I'm still stuck here. And what have we got to shout about? We've got some fantastic celebrities uh-huh. that are no, oh no, we ain't anymore. Like, <laughs> you got Tom Skinner. You got you know who, who's going to be on the pod most likely. We've, we've got uh, we've got Tom Skinner. Skinner. We've got Tom yeah, Skinner. We've got, got Scroobius Pip. Oh Scroobius fucking Scroobius. hell! I've not spoke to you about this, right, Chris? Me and Pip get on the train the other morning to go to go and have a little wander around London for a little couple of meeting things. As we get on the train, we sit down, and this geezer leans over and taps me on the shoulder and says, "I'm listening to your podcast." And I, and, no, I went, and I went, oh, thanks, man. And uh, and it was the one we can't. And I went, oh, cheers, dude. And uh, he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he put his headphones back in. Then he stopped and he went, oh, I do listen to your one as well, mate. To Pip. <laughs> 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 Love the fact that Pip was an afterthought. It was fantastic. That's, so <laughs> that's, that's weird. Weird, weird, weird. Like it must be like when an author sees somebody reading one of their books. You know, just that feeling of like yeah. But uh, that's that's very cool. Um, right. Again, what a weird segue. I don't know how we got to that, but I mean, I yeah, probably won't right. be back. But um, are we at the it? top spot? No, we haven't we yet. So we, 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 yeah, we're, we're there. We're there this, now. Do you know what? It is 
it's it's powerful it's funny it's well you know that it hits the mark brilliantly it's creative and um it's pornographic so keep talking yes (laughs) so x hamster um they did a campaign so again to to ensure that i'm giving it its due and um and um you know given given all the uh the, the right context so there was an anti-sex education vote in Utah. Um, Utah, obviously wow. famous for the Mormons. Um, the Utah legislature, that was a weird, uh, weird word, uh, voted against comprehensive sex ed in schools in favor of abstinence education. Now, ironically, it said over the years, politicians in this state have also waged, waged a war on porn. Um, well, it turns out that the majority, I think, from a state percentage perspective, Utahns, uh, as I think they're called, um, were the were the heaviest um, users of X Hamster, so they came up with a solution. <laughs> so basically, right, you're not going to be teaching sex ed in schools. So what we're going to do, we're rerouting all X X Hamster traffic from Utah to a sex education series. So they, my, yeah. My. So um, while we love porn, they say we don't think it should be relied on for sex ed any more than Star Wars is a substitute for science class. Uh, Utahns consume the most porn per capita of any state in the nation. Let's see if we can turn the thirstiest state in the nation into the most sexually aware. It's wonderful. That's Honestly, so good. Oh, it's a round of applause. That's oh, brilliant. It's That's so, so good. So good. So for, for also for a company that you know porn's such a taboo subject. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's it's a smaller industry than everyone realizes. It's just when you start talking about sex and you talk about billions, that makes it sound like it's a huge thing. But to to have a taboo company like basically say. To, to actually do something that's actually really positive like that is, is great. It's man. like, Im- imagine us. We're a porn company and we care more about your sex education than the people yeah. that you know, are in charge of your legislation. And, you know, so the, this series is, is on YouTube and it's, it's, you know, it's completely safe for work. It's just, um, you know, speaking about, um, you know, speaking about contraception, speaking about, you know, kind of STIs, things like that. And it's just, it's like, why are we doing the job of, of your government and your teachers? And I just thought it was a beautifully done, brilliant, creative, low-cost campaign that, it, you know, it's um, – when was it? It was um, – Christ. Oh, there's comments from up to six years ago, so it must have been six years ago. Um, so, yeah, just wonderfully done. Um, yeah, loved it. And, again, look at the power that PR can have, you know, and, the, you know, just creativity can have. It's, you know – I mean, is anybody really getting, you know, some, you know, a kid's hitting that site. I know they shouldn't, but a kid's hitting that site and getting the sex ed that they should have had at school. Possibly, possibly not. But what it's doing is it's, it's you know, sparking that conversation, that bigger, broader conversation of what the fuck, guys? Like, how Like how are we the ones here? You know, don't you, you're making us be the, you know, the, the ones that have to yeah. do this. Yeah, you, you you haven't kept your house in order. Yeah. And you've, you've decided that us as a porn site, can be the scapegoat when actually it's it's not that's not the root cause of why you've got the issues that you've got um so look we're going to help you rectify what you're obviously not doing help you clean house yeah so it's, it's really good i will um, really, really good. say one thing about um x hamster though um <laughs> okay here we go strap no in. i was um i had a friend um that was um <laughs> <laughs> uh you had a mate that was searching x hamster and- yeah yeah, and then it, it, bizarrely, I got that he got um, uh, 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 an email not long after saying that um, I'd been uh, they'd been looking at um, uh, questionable <laughs> stuff, and they've got a photo evidence of it. 
<laughs> all right, right. I got a, that email, and uh, yeah. thankfully, like twenty you grand, and it the was money. you know yeah, it's yeah, disappeared. It but like, yeah, where'd you get a twenty grand from? Well, then you find it at a petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned, though, no, mate. Lesson learned. I had a client, a famous one at that. Like, if I said the name, you'd know it. They got in touch with. It was basically said. Rich shit, I've been, I've been. This, this is going to go everywhere, and it was that exact email because it is obviously a scam email. Yeah, um, yeah. and what? he was like, but yeah, yeah, you didn't need to pay that money. <laughs> but, um, but, but this person thought it was real, and they shat themselves thinking Panic. that all of a sudden. I mean, it's like that Black Mirror episode, isn't it? That mm. all of a sudden, um, you know, and sorry, some hoovering going on. Can you hear that? You no, can't hear it. Can't hear it. Yeah, they they panicked that this was going to be. Um, the, the downfall of their career yeah, and, and I was yeah, like yeah. okay just don't worry about it and like, they're like no can you prove to me that it's not real I was like so I'm sending screenshots of Google and they're like okay 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 but still panicked and it's just it's like well well I know what you've been fucking up to so <laughs> <laughs> at least at least one of yeah, yeah. that's so funny yeah. that's so funny. Well, um, one of my mates uh, who uh, got called by it was something like the sun and they were like uh, we, uh, we you know you we need you know, we've got some information on one of your fan members, uh, and uh, yeah, that you know, if you don't, uh, if you don't, you know, we're going to need some money, or else we're going to we're going to put this out. And they were like, "Well, what is it?" And he said, uh, "One of your band members has been, uh, you know, very sexually active on tour." And he was like, I'm sorry, is that even news? Yeah, it's, it's like, how is that news? Yeah. Fucking publish it, you idiots. And, they, <laughs> and then they never they never bothered because it was, it was just no news it always, at all. Things like that always make me think of, do you remember um, like when Simon Cowell, when it came out that, you know, after, you know, I slept with thousands of women or whatever it was. And I was like, well, that, this was when Max Clifford was still, you know, basically knocking around. Um, and I was like, one, no, he hasn't. <laughs> and, and to how like you know how does this it's just a build a persona isn't it and yeah. uh you know it's, it's just like if, if, if you don't care if you're like well go on then post that so what like it's, yeah it's sometimes yeah, no sometimes bear in mind you know is a co kind of you know like symbiotic relationship us and journalists you know pr people journalists um you know we do tend to rely on each other a little bit and more so recently over the last few years because um, you know, journalism's having a tough time. You know, it's, it's struggling to monetize in lots mm. of different ways. So, um, yeah, they they will lean on PR people for, for support with the story much more than they did when I first got into it. As I say, 15 years ago, I remember the first journalist I called was a guy called Charles Arthur at the, at the Guardian, tech journalist. And I was pitching a new site called Say It When You're Gone. And Say It When You're Gone was a weird site. It was like a, a digital will. So you could leave video and audio, right. you could right. leave video right. and audio for your loved ones. So that mm. on your death, an executor would share these, you know, the, these files with them. And I mean, it was a bit morbid. And I called this journalist and um and I, I gave him the spiel. And he went, oh, dude, fuck off. And he just hung up on me. And it's the single best call, I think, because <laughs> it gave me, I'm like, I'm going to get rejected a lot in this. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with podcasts as well. I don't know how you guys found it with guests, but like, I reckon I've got about a 95% rejection rate right now, which I'm quite proud of. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because I'm. I think you're, 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 you're used to it. Like, and Stu's good at it. I'm terrible. I, I actually emailed someone the other day for us, Stu, 
and I haven't heard back and I'm just like I get upset not upset by it but it annoys me because I actually I, I wrote a, an email that was worth time and spent some time yeah, into yeah. it but yeah I think your, your your attitude of being able to just be able to brush it off is, oh, it's, is, is it's great because do you know what I, I'm like <laughs> either they'll come on I don't know why I'm weirdly like, optimistic I'm like they'll come on eventually they'll want to come on eventually yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if I'm just telling myself a story but Honestly, so you know, I've got after some big guns, and um, don't and ask, don't so get it. Cheltenham Festival, Cheltenham uh, Literature Festival coming up in October. So you you know, just these incredible A-listers just descend, um, you know, upon kind of Gloucestershire. So I put a list together the other day of of all the people there. But I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be great guests. Um, you know, got all their agent details. Did you know, did the whole thing, and it, and I think it was about forty people. I was like, well, I'm going to go after these. I've had about 10 emails back and it's just a masterclass in do fuck off. It's just brilliant. It's just, you know, some are lovely, some are really kind, you know, oh, thanks. I'm, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, you know, I listened to your podcast. It was brilliant. It's like, you didn't, you don't have to say that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. But the, um, yeah, the, this just, I'm so used to that, that kind of aspect of, of being nudged away by journalists. It, you know, it's water off a duck's back. And as, again, you know, you, you're pros at this. You know, I, I, I bet many fewer, I bet you get fewer rejections than I do. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just part and parcel of, of what I do, I guess. Oh, we still get pied off, mate. <laughs> yeah. No drama. Yeah, it's pied off by people who've been on there before. <laughs> uh, by mates. Is that why they they, they, they <laughs> pied you off? <laughs> yeah, no, just they're just busy. Yeah, it's all good. We have to realise you know? people like you know. I had it recently. I had a I had a guest who um, you know we we'd agreed we're going to collab on Instagram and you know blah blah blah, um, and then just went dark and just completely mm-hmm. ignored me. And I'm there thinking, did did I do something? You know, I'm, I, you know, you, you overthink it, don't you? You think did I do something wrong? What happened? Um, but people are people are busy, and you know it just um, it, you know it's it's, it's got to put time into these things, and you got to you got to come come to it with a smile. And and you know I speak a lot in in the pod and with guests. You know it is about resilience. You know if you are coming from something, um, and it might not have been the easiest thing to come from. You know if your starting line is is all the way back there, um, and some people starting lines are thirty meters ahead of yours. You know if we use a have you seen that video the the race. Um, Tell you what, I'll, I'll go back. Um, we talk a lot about resilience and drive and optimism and things like that. And I think, you know, I've got to bring that to it. But the video I'm talking about, if you see, it's like an American football coach and he's in front of maybe 100 kids. And he says, and this is the name, this is why, why the name of the podcast is what it is. He's in front of 100 kids and he says, I've got $100 here. And the winner of this race gets this $100. He said, but before we do that, I'm going to give some clarifying statements. And if this applies to you, take two steps forward. Take two steps forward if your parents are still together. So, of course, a number of them do. Some don't. Take two steps forward if you've never worried about where your next meal is coming from. Two steps forward. Take two steps forward if you've never had to financially contribute to your household or work to support your household as a child. Right? All of a sudden, you know, six, seven questions later, some people are 30 meters ahead and some people are still on the starting line. And that is an analogy. And he says... Not one of you did a single thing. You were just born where you are right now. Mm. And I think it's a it's a really, again, visuals matter. You know, they're helpful. Um, it's a visual way to, to look at privilege. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we talk about privilege in terms of, um, you know, things like race and gender and things like that. But, you know, privilege to me is, you know, what where did you start from and what are you doing with it? 
And, mm-hmm. you know, so these, these people that are 30, you know, 30 meters ahead, they'll probably win that hundred pounds or hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the people at the back have got to try like fuck to get there. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, you've got to swim through a lot worse than possibly or run through a lot worse than possibly what those do. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the, the starting line to me is everybody starts somewhere and yeah. it's what you do with it. So, you know, that's probably why, I mean, far worse things have happened to me and around me than getting piled off by a journalist or a guest saying, you know, like a, a guest, a potential a potential guest, uh, you know, could just be like, fuck all of the way off, Rich. And I'd be like, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, with a smile, I, I do it when I'm driving. If somebody gets mad at me when I'm driving, I put my thumb up and I smile <laughs> and it really, do it. And then my daughter, so my, my 17 year old said to me the other day, she was like, oh, you know, a while back, she was like, don't just put your thumb up, stick, put your thumb down. She went, do the thumbs down. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, uh, you know. Um, give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. I mean, so my old man, as I say, he was, uh, you know, quite a, quite a violent guy, bless him. And um, he, um, I shouldn't tell the story, but he used to pull people out of cars, man. He used to, like, yeah. you know, he was in proper road rage, pull people out of cars stuff. So again, I'm like, life is not that stressful. No. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know. Like, yeah, like yeah. I remember Tom Tom did a campaign once, and it sticks with me. Tom, do you remember Tom Tom the sat nav thing? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a billboard, and it said, "You're not in traffic; you are traffic." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck so off, Tom yeah. Tom! Wow. Shut up!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you are. Oh god, so, yeah. And it's really annoying. Now, I hope that I hope yeah. you remember that forever. Now, I hope yeah, that I'm, yeah. I'm in your head every time you're in traffic. I hope you think. It was that PR prank yeah. that we had on. Uh, but it's... Oh, the, my last question to you was going to be, why is it called the starting line? And oh, no uh, you've, you've very, like, very yeah, eloquently <laughs> explained it, Rich. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to having a listen. No, I don't listen it, to many podcasts. I'm famously not into <laughs> listening to podcasts. But I'm going to give it a blast, man. You sold it to me as, uh, as a PR expert should, I guess. Absolutely. Oh, Can I lower the tone? Yes, of course. Mate, please. One of ours... So, you know, I said that I was going to cheat. So I've got my, oh, my yes. top five. Yeah, so yeah. the top five, you know, so Resident Evil, Capcom, Treasure Hunt, um, Game mm. Station, the the Souls and the T's and C's, Calm with its 84 um, mannequins, um, X Hamster, Utah and Hell Pizza. And Hell Pizza. So uh, a, a little bonus one. I was working with a, a London-based, um, they called themselves a class discovery website. Basically, you could spend, it's like a subscription. You spend 30, 40 quid a month. And you could go to any manner of things. So one night you could go to burlesque and the, you know, burl sketch, they called it actually the way you you sketch burlesque dancers that, you know, the next night you could go to yoga, the next night you could go to beatboxing, whatever, you know, there's something different. This is obviously way before COVID. So, um, you know, simpler times. Uh, So it was was a really, really lovely idea Um, propped up massively by VC money. So, um, it was one of those things like 30, 40 quid for all of these things. You could do something every night, but they weren't getting traction. And they said, you know, we just need a big, and remember this, they came to me and said, Rich, we want controversial. We want controversial and we want, <laughs> you know, we want eyeballs, we want headlines. So we came up with a semen cooking class for them. <laughs> and it is exactly, exactly what. Uh. So I'd, and it came to me because very gross. Um, it, it, it came to me because I'd seen a guy that called himself a semenologist and he'd written a book <laughs> called Nature's Harvest. I shit you not, Amazon. Go on Amazon, type in Nature's Harvest. You'll see this book by Is he Matt. basically drinking his own cum? Is that basically he's drinking his own cum? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 
Um, he's he's you know saying why it's you know why it's good and all the properties and blah 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 and you know you know protein and you know and, and it's good you know you're, you're drinking of your own kind of I don't know fucking God knows what he you know how he spins it um, like and <laughs> there's a plug for you mate you know you might get you for a sale oh, um, but so I'd seen this because you know not just meme stuff getting you know mm. chucked around somebody you know look at this meme is a guy that. Does, does this so i was like right, i've got to get that into a pr campaign somehow so we created and you know what i said earlier on about seo and links so this company they wanted headlines but they wanted links more than that so i said right bear with me and put yourself in the perspective of a client of somebody who's you know brand new to this and they're like okay come up with something controversial and then i go come <laughs> and I go, right, so what we're going to do is we're going to say that we're putting on a class. We say that it's going to happen in this undisclosed location in London. And if we get 30 people to sign up to it, which means that journalists have to link to the site, if we get 30 people to sign up to this, then it goes ahead. And we're going to have a semenologist there. We're going to you know, bring your own, you know, BYOS or friends. Um, um, BYOS. And we created um, a, a list of things that you're going to make on the night. Schlong Island iced tea. Uh, <laughs> jerk chicken uh, or jerk off chicken. You know, all of these things, right? So we, we had this big, Amazing. big list of these, these things. And the intent, so we basically just landing page on their home, on their website. And the whole point is links, some eyeballs, some attention. Let's, you know, let's bring people to, to the site. And then they'll hopefully, you know, come for the semen, you know, stick around for the bloody yoga, right? Um, <laughs> but, um, they, so we did it. We said, right, this is going on. But the the catch was, yeah, 30 people have to sign up. And thankfully, 30 people didn't sign up. But, because, you know, we we got Alex Fox, um, the sex expert, Alex Fox, to lend her guest. She's awesome. Guess She's awesome. She is Alex. so much fun, man. She's awesome. Um, she was wonderful and kind of lent some credibility to it because she said, well, you know, because from a health perspective, we knew that journalists were going to question it and say, well, is that a good idea? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was behind closed doors. I'd be like, no, probably not at all. But, um, you know, she lent us some credibility. Um, and again, it, the, the intention was never for it to go on. You know, I, if, if it would have got people signed up, I'd have been like, shit, now we've actually got to do something, but it got so much coverage, you know, to, to the point where Snopes even wrote about it and said, yeah, we think this is legit. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, there's, there's so many, um, yeah, so much coverage, so much attention for that. And I just, I've done some wonderful things, some really meaningful things, some really powerful things. You know, like we did a thing with Conor McGregor recently, actually, where we had him um, on the the Angel of the North. We got in a bit of trouble for that. Um, you know, projected him onto that, and you know, done some done some really cool, really again visual things. But this one sticks out to me because it was no budget. It was just daftness, creativity, and it spoke to. Yeah. And again, if I can full circle this, I cannot believe I got paid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Do you know and, I, and I can't believe I signed up and it never went ahead. <laughs> you, okay, you, you got one name on there. <laughs> if I'd have seen your Milky name Chris. Up, yeah. If, do you know Milky this, Chris sixty nine at Hotmail. And you never yeah. If this would have been never this, got I think this was like 2016. So I, you know, I think I was aware of you like 
would I be possibly? Um, if I'd have seen your name on there, I'd have done it just for you. <laughs> We'd have put it on just for you and filmed you eating your own. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, Brilliant. There you Rich, go. It's been an absolute joy uh, having uh, you on today, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, and if people want to check out the starting line, they can get it wherever they get their podcasts, right? Apple, Spotify. Um, the other day, um, somebody showed me they listened on Podbean. I didn't, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Podbean. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's doing really well. I mean, a few, a couple of weeks in, two, three weeks in, it almost broke into the top fifty. Um, and the business charts, the global oh, business charts, which because I guess I speak to entertainers, entrepreneurs, athletes, philanthropists, you know, lots of different kinds of people, and. For some reason, business is the, you know, categorization in podcasts. It needs to, you know, it's, it's a bit weird, right? You know, you can, hmm. um, oh, you can play around with you it. You can play around sure. with it. So yeah, we almost pushed into the top 50 after the Cracknell episode and we've been there or thereabouts kind of, you know, each episode since. So I'm just excited, man. I, I, I just want to see where it can go. And that's, you know, for me, it's, it's fulfilling something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, and also I guess I get to speak to these weird and wonderful people and try to um you know try to i guess find find what inspires them what motivates them and the hope is that by proxy other people can listen dare i say be inspired at least entertained that's that's always the hope fantastic well we're fantastic mate it's been a real laugh thank you very much no really really appreciate your time it's been again like chris i could do this all day talk shit about PR, talk nonsense about PR with two people that are weirdly receptive to it. So thank you very, very much. Absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thanks, Rich. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Lovely. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.